Man, there's nothing more precious in the world than to hear God's voice. And now for Learning to Hear God's Voice, Part 1. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television or joining us at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Certainly delighted to have you to tune in and join us today. We'd like to share just a little humor. A man one day was talking to a friend of his and they were discussing biblical things. And the man looked at his friend and he said, you don't know that much about the Bible. I bet you don't even know the Lord's Prayer. He said, in fact, I'll give you $10 if you recite the Lord's Prayer. His friend said, okay, I'll take that bet. He said, all right, well, let me hear it. The man said, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. His friend looked at him and laughed. He said, ha. He reached in his pocket, took out $10 and said, I didn't even think you knew it. (laughs) Appreciate the extra laugh, Julian. (laughs) Well, we are excited. In our last session, we were talking about the ministry of angels And I was reading something since in Psalms 34, 7, and it talks about the angel of the Lord and how he encampeth round about us to deliver us. And when you read that, you think of a single angel. But as I read and dug into several commentaries, they said, no, it's actually a guard of angels. And it's referred to as one because they move in unison. And I just love that. Psalms 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about us. It's a guard of angels round about us to deliver us. Praise God. Well, that's not what I'm talking about today. I just wanted to give you that as a bonus. (laughs) That's a bonus for good behavior. (laughs) Well, I wanted to actually talk And I may do a couple of parts in this subject area. But I want to just talk about learning to hear God's voice, learning to hear God's voice. God has always talked to his people beginning in Genesis. The Bible says that Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the evening. So they talked to God every day from Genesis all the way to Revelations. In every book of the Bible, God always talked to his people. He always talked to his people. In Revelations, the apostle John on the Isle of Patmos, he's there talking with Jesus. Jesus is talking to him on the Isle of Patmos. But in every book of the Bible, you can go through every book, God is always communicating. He's always sharing. He's always talking. He's always instructing. He's always guiding. He's always talking to his people. And that has not changed. That has not changed. So God, he enjoys talking with us, talking to us. And so I just want to talk about learning to hear God's voice. What a wonderful privilege 
we have to hear his voice. Man, there's nothing more precious in the world than to hear God's voice. Nothing more precious. You learn to value his voice. You value his voice in your life. I remember the first time I heard God's voice, I was probably about 10 years old. And it was a Sunday morning and my mother, we were getting ready to go to church. So we had to go to Sunday school. So my mother was taking us to Sunday school. And I was, you know, as a kid, I was really excited about Sunday school. I was really excited. You know, that's unusual sometimes, but I was about 10 years old. I was really excited about Sunday school. And I had my own Sunday school book and I was really excited. And so I was looking for my book so that I could go to Sunday school, and I couldn't find it. And man, I did not want to leave home without my Sunday school book. I did not want to leave home without my Sunday school book. And I remember walking in my room, and I prayed. I said, God, show me where my Sunday school book is. Tell me where it is. And I heard God's voice for the very first time, down on the inside. I heard the Lord say, look on your dresser under the pile of clothes. I had a pile of clothes on the dresser. <laughs> no wonder I can't find the book. But I went, I picked up the clothes, and there was my Sunday school book. That was my first time hearing the voice of the Lord. Isn't that awesome that God would talk to us in such a practical, everyday situation and everyday life. It wasn't deep. He helped me find my Sunday school book. Isn't that awesome? God is awesome. He'll talk to us just on everyday things, everyday little things that's going on in your life. He wants to be involved in the little details of your life. And man, what a wonderful privilege it is to be able to hear God's voice. Well, let me read this scripture over in the gospel of John chapter 10, John chapter 10. And I'm going to just read about four verses. I'm going to read verse 3, verse 4, verse 14, and verse 27. And I want you to kind of hear this relationship. This is Jesus talking about his relationship with us. And so Jesus really, he goes through great lengths to talk about his relationship with us in John chapter 10. And I'm just going to read verse 3, 4, 14, and 27. And I just want you to hear how it talks about us hearing his voice. Listen to this, John chapter 10, verse 3. Well, actually, let me start at verse 1, and I read verses 1 through 4, then I skipped to verse 14 and verse 27. Verse 1 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up by some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep, hear this, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth them his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. I am the good shepherd, verse 14, and know my sheep and am known of mine. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so that's just so awesome. I just love the way that Jesus expresses our relationship with him and how we hear his voice and we follow him. 
AV, if you can play the first video, I just want to share this video. This is a video of sheep, other people trying to talk to the sheep, but then the shepherd comes and they respond only to the shepherd. One more time. sheep hear my voice. They follow me. They knew the voice of the shepherd because he cares for them all the time. He's with them all the time. They spend so much time with him. They have learned to know his voice and a stranger they will not follow. And Jesus gave this illustration of our relationship with him that he cares for us so intimately. He's with us all the time and he is taking care of us and talking to us all the time to such a point we learn to know his voice and we follow him. I just love that. I love that. So this is our relationship with him. We as sheep innately have the ability to hear his voice, to learn his voice and to mature in his voice. It's a wonderful privilege that we have. When I read the text in John chapter 10, I noticed that he says that he's the door. He says that he is the door. And if anyone enters by any other means, they're a thief and a robber. So Jesus lets us know that we must come in by faith in Christ Jesus. He is the door. He is the door. So Jesus said, I am the door. And I want you to get this. He said, I am the door. 
And if you come in any other way, you're a thief and a robber. I am the door. So he's letting us know that it's our faith in him. It's how we get access. It's how we are saved. It's our faith in Christ Jesus. He is the great mediator between God and man. He is the door. But then he says something very interesting. He says something very interesting. Not only is he the door, he is the shepherd that comes through the door. He is the good shepherd that comes through the door. But he said he was the door. But now he says, I'm the shepherd that comes through the door. He's foretelling us. He's foreshadowing what the book of Hebrews lets us know. Hebrews chapter 9 says that he entereth in by his own blood. He is not only the high priest, he's also the sacrifice. So it's a picture of the priest offering the sacrifice, yet the priest is the sacrifice. He enters in by his own blood. So Jesus, he is the sacrifice. He presented his own blood to the Father. He entered into the Holy of Holies by his own blood and presented it to the Father as high priest and as the sacrifice. And so he's the door and he's the shepherd that walks through the door. Oh, <laughs> I'm just doing cartwheels on the inside. Man, that's good. That's good. That's good. But this is our good shepherd. This is our good shepherd. But he expressly shares the intimate care that he gives us, the intimate relationship we have with him, the intimate care that he gives us. And I just love that picture. Here's some of the wonderful things I noticed just reading John chapter 10. I noticed that about our relationship with him, I noticed that he knows us. He knows us. Everybody say, he knows us. He knows us. He knows us. We know him. Everybody say, we know him. He sees us. He sees us. He calls us by name. He calls us by name. He wants us. He leads us. We hear his voice. We follow him. Praise God. What a wonderful relationship. He knows us. We know him. He sees us, calls us by name. I'll never forget. I was at a convention one time and it was a convention from a internet online membership, thousands of members. And the owner of the group was walking through the crowd, greeting the guests. And when I walked past him, he read my name and I just had my first name on my name tag and he knew my name. But here's the interesting thing. My name was never on the membership site, only my username. But he knew who I was. He recognized my name in conjunction with my username. I was just blown away because when he read the name tag, he actually called me by my username, not what I had on the tag. So he really knew me. He really knew me. And I got so excited. I said, man, out of thousands of members, he knew me. He knew me by name. He knew me by my username. I want to let you know God knows you by your username. (laughs) God knows you by your username. He knows us. We know him. He sees us. He calls us by name. He wants us. He leads us. We hear his voice. We follow him. Praise God. A.B., if you'll play the next video. Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket. 
to get on an airplane. The pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much. But I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it. And I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up. And it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently. And we start climbing. And it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing and we flew probably three, four minutes. And something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head. And he starts mumbling and he passes out passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that. Yes. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello, don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, tell them we don't know nothing. Tell them we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell them that's correct. Now you got to understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said... I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing.
And do you understand, without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. You're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices. And everybody in this world wants to talk to you. And everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop. And the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice <laughs> said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room at about four in the morning. The knock at my door. And I opened the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. Tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice, holy. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me. We are so blessed to have God's voice in our lives to lead us and to direct us, to help us. And so often we don't ask him. We don't wait for him. 
we don't seek him, we neglect his voice. Oh man, what a wonderful privilege we have to hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me. Praise God. I'm going to stop right here. We'll do another session. I just want to begin sharing some of the ways we hear God's voice and how to put ourselves in a better position to hear his voice, some of the different ways God speaks. It's an exciting relationship when you walk with God and and hear his voice. But as sheep, Jesus made it explicitly clear, we have the innate ability to hear his voice. Praise God. Amen. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to Brothers of the Word. Dot com. You can listen to this entire message in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part one of the series titled Learning to Hear God's Voice by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7962. That's 7962. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7962 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh,